Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. My cat says hello. Of course, all of us have pets at some point in our life, and or at least know somebody that has. And what happens when you have a pet is you start to think that that pet's talking to you. Why do we think that? We almost can read their mind. Why do we think that? The reason why is that we've built a relationship. We know that pet inside and out. We have a feeling that we know what, what, what they're thinking, what they want, because they learn us and we learn them. And how does that happen? Through spending time. And when we spend time with our pet, we get to know all of their unique qualities and mannerisms, and they learn ours. They know how to bug us. Trust me, my cat, uh, even when we have a time change, uh, when it's daylight savings time, he still gets up at five, or at least what he thinks now is five in the morning. And so he'll bug us and do all the things that drive us crazy to the point where he'd get above my head and start, not hard or damaging, but he'd start scratching at my hair. Like, get up, mama, get up. When I lived in New York City, I had two rescue cats. And um, one of them, uh, she actually did say hello. Um, and it was kind of funny, and she could even say mama, too, uh, and it was pretty clear, and when she got older, um, I both of my New York City uh, rescue cats off the street, uh, one died at 18, the other one was 20, and when the female who could say hello and mama uh, actually got much older. I think she was getting a little deaf, so she'd get really loud. So if I was working in my studio and she'd want to get my attention, it would start out like, mama, then it would be like, mama, and I wouldn't want to do it really super loud on the audio, but she'd get real loud. And uh, till I was like, geez, and I'd turn around and of course, uh, you know, go do whatever she wanted at that point, right? So what am I talking about and how does this all relate to art in any way, shape or manner? Well, if you look at the writings and the teachings and the speakings uh, of artists throughout the centuries, one of the things that's very common, and this is amongst a whole variety of styles and processes and approaches, okay, but one kind of string that remains constant over all this time is that artists say the painting talks to me it tells me what to do there's a dialogue between the artist and the painting and how has that even happened does the painting have a voice is it like my cat that starts saying mama and hello no it's like most of our pets okay it's a non-spoken word. It's through interaction. It's through engagement. Okay. Nonverbal, verbal. 
all of the relationship building that we do with our art, the getting to know period. Those are the things that help to build the language. And in art, we call it the visual linguistics. But it's no different than how you build a relationship with your pet. Your pet could be a bird and you know that bird in and out. It's not because they're telling us very specifically what to do. Lisa, take this brush and move it this way. No, it's not that way. It's a feeling, isn't it? It's a feeling that we get through our relationship with our pet. It's the same thing with our art. And I use the analogy of my cat saying hello is because we all know that relationship that we have. That relationship with something that can't literally talk back to us in the way we understand language. So it's a different kind of language, isn't it? It's a different kind of relationship. But it only comes through time. It only comes through doing. It only comes through putting in the effort, right? So if we get back to talking about what artists have said over centuries, even beyond, you know, different technical processes and approaches and ideologies, okay, the painting talks to them. It's that innate feeling that if you're doing something Something else feels like you need to do this next. And sometimes that information is only a split second of a reveal. You just got to go with it. Sometimes it's you sitting back with your cup of coffee or whatever, your wine, you know, however you work. And for me, it's sitting in my chair in the studio and just staring at my painting. And then it talks to me. I'm looking at something else, that something else gives me an idea. So it's not just the actual painting, at least for me, that's talking to me. It's the whole process. It's the ideation. It's the technical preparation. It's even in cleaning the gunk off my paint tubes that gives me ideas that come to my head because everything's you know, swirling around in that brain, right? But understand that through building a relationship and how you build a relationship with your pets, those relationships that aren't based upon communication in the way we understand language, that is the relationship that will guide you. That is the relationship that will tell you what to do next. That's the relationship that's going to give you clues to what is going to happen in the painting you're working on, in the series you're working on, and even in the path that you're walking with your art. It's that relationship. So. What I'd like you to think about is, what is your relationship with your art? Is it a positive relationship? Okay. We, I think we all have positive relationships. I think with our pets, we get love back, right? That is the relationship that you should have with your art, is allow that process to receive love back. 
Now, let me tell you, I have a new kitten. Well, actually, he's not so so new anymore. My goodness, I think he's like four now. Is when we picked him up, this was a, another rescue cat, but I didn't get him from the streets. We got him from the shelter. Oh, my goodness. Um, most of you know I love working with fabric, and I have all these curtains, very decorative, with all kinds of decorative ass accents and lace and details. And oh my goodness, little kitties love that. Uh, he jumped onto my tassels, like literally from the ground, jumped and his little pickers were in those things. I had, he bit the beads off most of my stuff. I had to pick them up and sew them. Oh my goodness. It was extremely stressful, um, but still love. I mean, you know, with our art, it can be extremely stressful, okay? Things don't always work out, but there's still love. There's still lots of love. I mean, I will just look at that little cute nose and that little cute face and just, like, melt after he just did something totally, like, freaking me out, right? Like, I'm cutting um, little strands off my expensive couch that he decided to... um do some damage to. So, I mean, it's the same thing. So I guess it really becomes a really about what you focus on. If you're focusing on the negative aspects or the things that aren't working out with your art, then that's how, that's the relationship that you're building. But even though things don't work out with your art at some times, if you focus on the positive things, then that's the relationship that you're building with your art. So I'd like you to think about that and think about it in the same way that you would build a relationship with your pet. You want that relationship to work out. You're looking for the good things and you're focused on the good things, constantly focused on the good things, especially. You know, maybe he did some damage to the curtains that day. But at night when I was cuddling and, you know, he's giving you so much love. That's, that's what you move forward with. So you may have painted all day and have to repaint the next day. But then you did something and it just three minutes of work. And just something beautiful happened. And you're just like, whoa. And those are the things that you focus on. And that's what you use as the foundation to build that positive relationship. That positive relationship over time, every day. Listening to the art. Listening to your inner voice. Listening to your process of where it's guiding you. Build that relationship. And when you invest in that kind of relationship, you're going to have positive outcomes and positive feelings moving forward. And you're going to be able to listen to what that painting or that process or that journey is telling you, and you can then follow it as a guide. So, as always, create for the heart. And remember, my cat says hello.
This audio series is part of my Navigating the Labyrinth of the Creative Mind Patreon endeavor. The site uniquely intermixes self-reflection and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed-media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.